the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Becoming a Christian means you join a community, and any community has rules. Right? If you join a gym, you violate the rules of the gym, they're going to kick you out, whether you paid your dues or not. So it's not the church that says we have a moral code and we, we need to live up to that. It's everybody. But we are different in this way. We start out by saying, I can't keep it. Pastor Dave Smith, one of the associate pastors at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, is answering a question submitted by the congregation at Church of the Highlands. When I become a Christian, do I lose my freedom? It's part of a series that the pastoral staff participated in called simply Answers. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, please go to their website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Dave is answering this question in part by sharing his own testimony. We began yesterday, and he'll wrap it up today. When you become a Christian, you get a job title called Disciple. And as a disciple, you have responsibilities to get to know him, to get to know what your gifts are, to find your place of ministry, and to participate in that great mission called the Great Commission to share the gospel. We do have an army here. God equips us for battle, but with spiritual forces. Prayer is important in that battle. The armor is important in that battle. And there are casualties out there, folks. There are casualties. In some ways, every church is like a mass unit. Because there are casualties and there's triage and there, there are people who need to be treated in particular different ways, but they all need healing, as do we. Falling in love with Jesus is what it's all about, right? Love is our motivation, not duty, not keeping rules, but loving him. Why? Because when I love somebody, like my wife, I want to please her. I want to do the things that are going to make for mutual understanding and growth. Uh, it's just a slam dunk. Okay? And I can overcome a lot of objections to what I need to do because I love this person. Truth. Truth can be demanding. For example, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Not 5. 4. Okay? I don't care what you put on your last test, kids. It's 4. Okay? And I don't want you to erase the plus sign. No, it's 22. No, it's 4. Okay, but Pastor, you're talking about scientific truth and mathematical truth. You're not talking about religious truth. That's like the twilight zone. Right? No. Religious truth is like any other truth. It's based in fact. It has an expression in relationships. Expression and facts. If people tell you that if you claim to have absolute truth, that claim is dangerous because it's a separating Statement. It's, it's not a, a, an inclusive statement. Uh, and uh, you, you can't say that to other people. You, you can't take what you believe and impose it on somebody else. Well, actually, you can't. You know, they have to believe it for themselves. We call it sharing, not imposing. But you have to tell those folks, if, if they believe absolute truth claims are dangerous, that's an absolute truth claim. 
And that's dangerous. Faith in Christ is based on real events, real people. They can be investigated, and they need to be, if you want to know the truth. Now, the nature of morality and freedom. Morality, everyone's got a sense of right and wrong, everybody. They may disagree about what's right and what's wrong, but everyone has a sense of right and wrong, a sense of what's good and what's evil. And we all have a moral code, which we impose on others. You notice you give yourself a pass all the time for your own moral code, right? You make excuses for yourself, but not for them. Think about it. The things that irritate you the most in other people, look to see if they're your habits. Really, when you're parents, you get to see that, don't you? Where'd that come from? (laughs) So, just to take the Ten Commandments, okay? The first few commandments talk about worship. Everybody worships something. The definition of worship is what you give your time, energy, and money to. What you give your time, energy, and money to. Look at your day planner. Look at your bank statements. And you'll see what you worship. What do you give your time, energy, and money to? Parenting, you know. Honor thy father and thy mother in the Ten Commandments. But people have all kinds of different opinions about what's good parenting and bad parenting. And then the other commandments about murder and and violence and marriage and and stealing. Everybody wants justice in those things when they feel betrayed by any of those things. So everyone has a moral code. It's just that as believers, we say, starting with the Ten Commandments and flowing through the rest of Scripture, the moral code that we have comes from God. It doesn't come from social contracts that that we have made with other people and that we have debated uh, in parliament or society or whatever. They have been handed down by God for us to look at and to obey. The nature of freedom. Is anybody ever totally free? Really? Are you totally free? Okay. Uh, uh, Let's test that in the parking lot if your car doesn't start, okay? Okay. Are you totally free? No. I, even, even when there are claims in the newspaper for restaurants or department stores, it's free this. I don't believe it. I'm looking for the fine print. Right? <laughs> buy one, get one free if you buy $50 worth of Okay. Uh, there was one restaurant that offered free lunches to anybody 100 years and older if they were accompanied by a parent. Now, there are some people in my family still holding on to that coupon, and they, they're going to make it. But if you have freedoms, there are responsibilities that go with those freedoms. If you have rights, there are responsibilities that go with those rights. And every major damage in our society today comes from retreating from the responsibilities. It comes from people having a lackadaisical attitude about being a citizen, being a family member, and on and on and on. We don't take our responsibilities seriously. We expect somebody else to pick up the pieces, and the pieces are becoming more and more numerous. There's a lot more damage than there is healing going on. This is what the, the world calls freedom. Right? I want to be free from responsibilities. Okay? In fact, in the Constitution, we have freedom of religion, But you'll hear it described more and more as freedom from religion. And that's not what the Constitution says. But that's how people hear it, and that's how they practice it. 
They want the freedom to explore, especially with sexual freedom. And, you know, that kind of freedom, it's pleasurable for a season, but you always will pay a price. You always will pay a price. And again, more on that in, in, well, I'll tell you now in a short version. When the pain of my sin, of running away from God, wanting to, quote unquote, explore life with, with sex and drugs, when the pain of that became greater than the pleasure, that's when I sought out help. And that's actually uh, one, of the, one of our beliefs in the recovery group, right? You're going to change when you feel the pain of your sin. Uh, I don't pray for you to, to have more and more pain. I just pray for, you, pray for you to feel the pain you have right now. <laughs> because your pleasure is masking it. What you think you're getting out of it is going to be less and less. Uh, and then uh, if you get into addictions, then you need more and more. But sexual freedom is really a trap. It's not freedom at all. Becoming a Christian means you join a community, and any community has rules. Any community has rules. Right? If you join a gym, you violate the rules of the gym, they're going to kick you out, whether you paid your dues or not. Okay? They don't give you a refund. If you're on the Planned Parenthood board and you come to believe that abortion is not a solution and you won't support it anymore, they will ask you to resign from the board because you don't share their values. Okay? So it's not the, the church that says we have a, a moral code and we, we need to live up to that. It's everybody. But we are different in this way. We start out by saying, I can't keep it. I can't do it. it needs, I need a power greater than me to have the power to even keep those first ten simple commands. No one has ever done it on their own. Ten simple rules. No one's kept all ten their whole life. No one. But Christ offers true freedom. Now, when you take a look at Christianity itself globally, you're going to find a lot of diversity in worship, even locally. I mean, you can find different churches in in San Bruno and on the peninsula that, that have different styles of worship, different music. Uh, I was told a story, uh, this is in Texas, not here, uh, of a grandmother uh, who brings her granddaughters to a particular church service for with music that she really can't stand. She has to wear earplugs to, to be in the sanctuary. But she says she wears the earplugs willingly because she can sit in the back and she has tears as she watches her daughters worship God. We preserve that diversity. We don't squash it. Uh, last night I was watching a television program. It was a rerun of, of one of these cop shows and uh, Part of the plot involved these Christians from uh, Nigeria uh, who were in New York City. And there was a funeral. And there were all of these beautiful ladies with the turbans and the flowing robes singing in Nigerian. I did not understand what they were saying, but, but the tone of it lifted my spirits. Because they were singing about the resurrection at that funeral. So we have different expressions of faith. We have cultures that mix together here. We have six different cultures. We rub shoulders with each other every Sunday. Right? Do that to your neighbor. Right? <laughs> and we minister together throughout the week. 
At Christmas time, we have so many celebrations because we have so many cult. We don't have enough weekends for everybody to, to celebrate Christmas uh, in, in their own traditions. We have to kind of move all the way up to Thanksgiving and start there to get to Christmas. And in Revelation 7, 9, you see a picture in heaven of a worship time with people representing every nation, tribe, and tongue. It kind of sounds like the message continued, doesn't it? Well, it did. (laughs) We're just not able to share all of it here in this short amount of time that we have each day. That's Associate Pastor Dave Smith from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's in a series simply called Answers, and he's talking about whether or not a person, when they become a Christian, loses their freedom. If you'd like to hear the entire message, again, it's Associate Pastor Dave Smith, Just go to highlands.us, click on the Messages link, and search for the series called Answers. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. More information about the church can be found on the website highlands.us. And please click on the contact link and let us know that you listen. Have a blessed rest of your day and your weekend, and come back on Monday when we'll begin a new series about the doctrines of the church and study verse by verse.